Welcome to the CHRO South Africa podcast. In this episode, you will hear a recording from a CHRO community conversation that took place on the 28th of March, 2023. The conversation was led by Vodacom South Africa's Executive Director for HR and 2022 CHRO of the Year, Jabulo Mashecho, who delivered a transformation and HR technology masterclass. Njabula revealed the strategy behind their impressive diversity and inclusion efforts, whilst also sharing information of their Engage app and Toby Ask HR, the AI chatbot that has enhanced their employee experience by resolving employee HR-related queries in real time. I'm sure as HR friends and colleagues, you'll agree that HR is not always prioritized when it comes to technology and digitization particularly in large organizations and uh, in this transition that we're making from being a telco so a pure telecommunications organization to being a telco a techco and focusing more on technology it's quite important that we match that even in terms of our employee experience and not just on the customer side of things so we've been quite intentional in terms of how do we become more progressive in the HR space um and uh one of the first uh we want we we're going to highlight two two areas um, in relation to this before we move to the other part. And, and we're going to be highlighting our Engage app um, and then Toby, which is our um, basically our electronic assistant or the chat board for HR, um, and which is called Ask HR. So just starting with our Engage app. Um, so Engage is an app which... Um, has been in existence for a few years now. I think what's exciting though is the evolution of um, the Engage app. So um, it really started as the migration from paper payslips to electronic payslips. And you can now also get your reward statement um, as an employee to really becoming an engagement platform uh, for our employees, right? So we've had several versions, just like every app that you have in whether you've got an iPhone or or an Android, every now and again, you're asked to update the app um, because it now has new features, um, because it can do other things that it couldn't do before. What we're really proud of is um, the evolution, if I may use that word, of Toby. I mean, sorry, of, of our Engage app. Um, and that evolution has been from um, just, as I said, being kind of like a payslip checkpoint to really becoming an engagement platform. So seamless, personalized um, experience, uh, which we've also now um, taken across all of our markets. Um, uh, and it's got 6,390 users. And um, maybe just to highlight some of the things that you would find on our Engage app, um, one is just engaging on our company strategy. Uh, so an updated, uh, we have, whenever our strategy updates, people can access it, keep in touch with what's top of mind um, from a leadership strategy point of view. Um, most recently, we've added a tile around rewards for you. 
Um, and this is where it's beyond just benefits in the traditional sense, but rewards for you is where we have partnerships with other organizations. I don't know, you can go to Tiger Wheel and Tire and get 20% off. Uh, you can go to Mag and Bean and, and eat out or whatever. So whenever we have other partnerships with other organizations or or benefits that we we leveraging the size of our organization um, and people can hire cars, they can access all sorts of um, really rewards and benefits um we've put it on a rewards um for you tile on engage um it's also meant a lot of partnership with the business side of things uh where we have a rewards program and how we can bring some of those rewards for our employees um we have regular things such as um you can have you can access our employee directory so anybody in the organization you can get their contact details whether it's the email or a phone number how to get in touch with hr uh so which also then means it links to the other um uh, innovation which i'll talk about which is toby so you can also access toby via engage app um our health and safety uh colleagues they've also now included an app on engage where basically, um, depending on whatever site that you're on, critical information that you need to know from a health and safety point of view, it's got our safety rules that are global uh, in terms of the 10 safety rules and measures that everybody needs to follow in case you need a reminder. Um, we've got a program that we launched with our colleagues in customer experience, which normally uh, COPS, as we call it, customer operations, is external facing. Those are the agents you speak to when you've got a problem with Vodacom and your account. Um, we've brought in a Moments That Matter program internally, which is how can we become more customer-oriented as an organization? Uh, it is the one thing that's going to help us to win in the market. It's an area where we've had challenges. Um, and so with the Moments That Matter program, every division or in the organization actually runs their own version of Moments That Matter. What are the things that we need to fix if you've got a customer orientation? Um, and it also brings in all the platforms from all the parts of the organization around Moments That Matter. Um, and so it's a good way to also actually just interact with the organization. And that's what's been amazing. Um, over COVID, it was a great platform also just for, you know, before you came in doing the, the, the self-check and the filtering, you know, do you have the high temperature, you know, the checks that everybody has had to do uh, around safety from a COVID perspective. Uh, we've used it also just to engage with other platforms or other parts of our organization, such as IT. Everybody needs friends in IT because IT services are needed by everybody. Um, and we continue to really just expand on um, the Engage app in terms of uh, where we really want it to be the one-stop shop, uh, where people are able to um, to 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 gain um, connection and engagement and, and and critical information from the organization. And in terms of where we originally started, where I said it was more like you know pay slips and rewards, even on that part, we've kept on improving it. So being able to see your increase later, being able to just access information uh, more and more from a benefits point of view, being able to check on your balances, whether it's your you know your pension um, and and anything that's critical. So even that continues to evolve so that it really becomes um, an interactive space. Um, if it's okay, I'll move to the next one, I think, because we're going to do the Q&A at the end, right? Um, so um, with regards to Toby, um, I think uh, Toby, like any other customer service agent, <laughs> uh, the, 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 there's issues and glitches. And it was interesting today, we we're even just having a bit of a chat around that to say how much Toby has improved. So for us, Toby, like many other 
HR or living or processes. It's a living process. Uh, but Toby has been great because um, it's basically, like I said, it's a chatbot. Um, we've got Toby in the whole business. So we've got Toby that also deals with our actual customers externally. Um, and it's a concept that we borrowed from business and brought it into HR as well. So us Toby, which is then in this case, us HR, uh, is really a digital assistant, which tries to make sure that you don't have to wait for HR people to be in the office for you to get support from an HR point of view. So it's available 24 hours. Um, it gets so then, which means you then get that instant feedback um, or, or response. Or you've got also a referral system where um, if Toby can't help you, it will still go through to HR services or to your HR business partner, depending on what the particular issue is. Um, but I guess the big a thing with Toby is also we we continue to enhance Toby uh, so that uh, Toby continues to be more and more um, of an assistant, you know, and, 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 and helping in terms of improving the employee experience um, as we get better in terms of analytics um, and, and insights from, inform, uh, from employee information, as we improve our employee lifecycle processes from an HR services point of view, we've also made sure that Toby stays abreast. And so we have those constant updates as well um, to be able to make sure that Toby knows where there's a new process, uh, there's a new form, uh, there's a new way of interacting with employees um, so that it remains the one-stop go-to. Um, I think, you know, it's always nice to talk about the nice parts. I think on the other side of it, um, some people don't like Toby because they want the human interaction. Uh, and we still have that. Obviously, we've got HR business partners. We've got HR services, which is kind of our insured services for admin, payroll, et cetera. Um, but Toby is for when we're not in the office or when you are okay with having the quick interaction, where do I grab the form? So it's really around the self-service component, both in terms of management self-service and employee self-service. Um, but yeah, some people still prefer the warm bodies. They don't want to even know anything about Toby. <laughs> and that's just also just the reality. Um, in all environments, you're going to have all sorts of people, but it's actually nice to have um, that option um, if you do choose to exercise it so that was um two of the things we wanted to highlight in terms of the technology and hr award uh and then coming to the other sorry oh i thought i heard something um and then coming to um the other piece around diversity you know equity and inclusion um for us we've experienced transformation on many levels um, I would say for me, one of the things that I've inherited um, since I've been in the organization for just over two years is um, a racially diverse organization. I think there's no doubt around the progress that has happened in the organization when you look at representation and we continue to focus on that. Um, um, an area where we've put in more muscle uh, and it's also coming through and shining um, is our gender transformation across the organization. Um, and uh, that's one part that we thought we'd just highlight. And then um, our employee-led 
um, network forums. I mean, for me, I'm incredibly proud of how active our employees actually are when it comes to the various network forums that we have. And we thought we could just share some of the ones that we have because we think it's a mechanism that works quite well in terms of kind of staying in touch with the organization and having employees um, actually at the forefront of driving key topical issues. So I think if we move to the next slide, um, just talking a bit more around the diversity. This really talks to, I guess, diversity more holistically. Uh, we all know uh, DEI is a priority for everybody. And I think as HR colleagues and friends, we also know that everybody kind of fusses around the diversity and not so much the inclusion or equity for that matter. And what I mean by that is um, I think there's a lot of diversity all around us, people of different colors, people of different genders, uh, different abilities. But then when you really look at the environment and the deeper issues in terms of, you know, what does it take for these people to really show up, uh, for everybody to feel seen and heard and included and belonging, then normally I think for all of us, we all appreciate that's when it's really gets a bit tricky and it requires quite a lot of intentional work. Um, as I've mentioned, we've had quite a lot of progress from a, a racial um, diversity perspective. Um, I think the big conversation we've been having uh, most recently has been around gender. Uh, and one of the big changes we've had and really starting at the top to set the tone, just looking at our VSA Exco, we on 63%. In terms of the female representation from a gender point of view and i think it's fantastic um so we've got our chief technology officer our cfo our customer operations director she's the most um, recent appointment we've got our external affairs director um we've got myself um in the hr role uh i think very very progressive uh for an organization of the size to already be way above the 50% target, but at a 63%. Um, and then we also track it we at what we call if Ben and above, which is basically the all the layers of executives. So below our exco level that I've just mentioned, uh, the senior exco, we have what we call managing execs or e-band. And then below them, we have EHODs, executive head of. Um, and so between the EHODs and the managing exec, those two or those three layers, including us, globally, um, Vodafone has a goal um, to say by 2030, we should have 50-50 uh, representation globally um, across those three layers, uh, across all of our, our markets globally. And to be able to get to that, obviously, you don't just wake up one day and it's 50%. So each year we've got a target in terms of how we're contributing towards that. Uh, at the moment, um, South Africa is around 39% overall, uh, which means in terms of all the other layers below the, the, the main exco that I've mentioned, we obviously need to do a bit more work uh, to be able to make sure that we actually have the more holistic representation. Um, and that continues to be work. And I think for me, the most exciting thing we've done, well, <laughs> I think it's brave and exciting. Brave because once you open a can of worms, then, you know, you have to uh, deal with it. It has been uh, from a retention point of view, from a growth point of view, 
what are the things that are making women to stay? What are the things that are making women to leave? And we've been quite deliberate in saying we've got exit interviews, but as that name suggests, it's too late. They've exited, they've left, but we've actually done work to say what is the lived experience of women at Vodacom today? Um, and, you know, if we're doing that through um, surveys, through workshops, and that's really given us a nice agenda, which is very specific because it's actually people who are here today giving us the feedback to say, this is how um, my perspective my perception around growth and promotion and organization, my perception around my employee experience relative to male colleagues, et cetera. And it's nice because we're able to then really um, work with that uh, to be able to then uh, align it to specific talent management programs, acceleration programs, rotation for leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that's been, I think, a nice chunky piece of work because um, it's, you know, let's say it's not about just attracting people because we've got a great, powerful brand. But when you've attracted people, how are you retaining them? How are you growing them? That's sort of real work that needs to actually take place. Um, yeah, so that's a bit on the women agenda. Um, maybe I move on to the next part and then we can have a bit of a conversation. So the last part is really in this diversity inclusion story is the network forums, I mean, like I said, when I introduced them, what I really, really like personally, um, it's almost like having accountability partners. <laughs> and I think like any space where you have an accountability partner, it's not always nice <laughs> to have an accountability partner. So firstly, um, we don't, we're not heavily unionized. We actually we have some union representation, but largely we work through what we call the NCC, which is our National Consultative Committee. So um, I think as HR colleagues, you'll have a good appreciation. That's really then the employee body that is elected by our employees. We're actually going through an election process at the moment. I'm a bit sad because uh, I work quite well with the current leadership and uh, I'm sure the next leadership will also be great. But you know, when you've developed a rhythm, it's not nice to let go. Um, but uh, I think a nice um, committee to obviously represent stakeholders across the organization. Um, and then we've got what we call the WICO, which is our youth council. I think this is, is an incredibly progressive one, in my view, which is really for every exco person, you've got a young person, uh, obviously a talent, or let me say not obviously, ideally a talent, <laughs> uh, who is in the business and who shadows an exco member. It does not have to be somebody from your function. So, for example, uh, my WICO member, he's an engineer. And he works in um, CBU, which is our consumer business unit, which is the, you know, has a retail component, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing to do with HR. Um, but um, he's my WICO. He gets to shadow me. He gets to do the reverse mentoring. I can ask him difficult, silly, whatever questions. And I'm obviously providing guidance. Uh, we have that type of a person. Every EXCO member has a WICO that they're paid with. The WICO themselves, they get to be involved in strategic projects um, that EXCO signs off, uh, which gives them sight into the business. And more than anything, it's supposed to be a two-way street. Uh, like any relationship, some work better than others. You know, some WICOs are, um, are chasing their EXCO member because they're super busy some way. And then um, some WICOs are really progressive in terms of um, innovation and bringing ideas through their leaders, etc. Uh, but it's a great concept in terms of just a council of youth uh, members who can actually uh, be part of your pipeline and your story in an organization. Um, disability forum, uh, I think also a very active forum that we have. Um, and the disability 
I think journey has been interesting. I think again, as HR colleagues, you'll probably appreciate that. I think declarations, so self-declarations around disability, of course, they open up an avenue with what if you know the types of disabilities in your organization, those that are visible and those that are not, it helps you to then position yourself to kind of, you know, how are we going to make sure this environment is conducive? Um, but then also there is a lot of stigma around um, uh, disability. And so uh, not everybody declares, but I think uh, it's really creating the space where there's more around success stories, people talking about their form of disability and just creating the honesty. And I think that's been think great. That's been great. Um, um, there's a bit of an echo, I think. Kim, as there's a Kim lady who just came. Yeah. Sorry, um, you need to mute yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sorry, I was like, there's a Kim lady. Um, <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> um, I could just hear the echo. Apologies. Um, so um, the Women's Network Forum is another one. Um, we, um, I think with the Women's Network Forum also has gone through an evolution. I think one of the things we're very clear about <laughs> in our group CFO, so Raisibe, she's always very clear, like, we don't do Women's Network Forums for Women's Day and, you know, which is the March International one and the South African one in August. It should really be about things that we actually, uh, we need to use this network to be able to really mobilize issues around the women. And 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 I think for me, what's been great to see is one more and more senior interest. Uh, so when I say senior interest, I mean uh, ladies or women who are either in the main exco, managing exec level, really and EHOD levels, really actively participating in the women's network forum. Um, because the more senior women you have in your women's network forum, I think it then becomes it gives it the weight. Um, and sometimes, you know, the bravery to raise issues, to challenge HR, to challenge uh, management. Um, and I think it just makes for more of a conducive um, forum. Then it's not about Women's Day and fun stuff only. It's about like the, the hardcore issues, which is always good. Um, and then LGBT um, I plus uh, organization, I think um, also a forum that I'm really proud of. I think we've had a lot of best practices um, that we've been able to exchange with Vodafone. Uh, we've made a lot of progress by also just having really active um, employees in the space leading issues. So we've got gender neutral toilets. Um, we've got representation in global forums. Uh, we do a lot of work locally with other big organizations. I mean, last year we had... No, I can't think of the names. <laughs> now that I'm trying to say them, I'm just trying to think of the collaborations. We had some of the companies. Um, so we... Sorry, Sawe, which is more of a recognition. Oh yeah, the, the Sawe was more the recognition. So some we got us, we, we definitely uh, we got an award, which was recognition of Vodacom as a corporate and the space and 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 our active role that we play. And and maybe one thing to mention about all the network forums is that we also have really strong SLT, so senior leadership um, uh, sponsorship. So. Um, you know, our previous CBU officer or chief officer, he was the, um, George Mendes was the LGBT plus I um, uh, sponsor. And I think having a sponsored expert is just making sure that you have that voice. And then our previous CEO, Balesh, who was now replaced by CETO. CETO is our Women's Network Forum um, SLT sponsor for the Women's Network um, for the Disability Forum, our group 
um, CEO Shamil. He's the sponsor um, for the WICO um, and the uh, and the NCC. It's not sponsorship in quite the same way as the other forums below, but all of them have um, the sponsorship through myself um, and making sure that obviously they deal directly already with um, all the SLT members, but making sure that we've got that drumbeat around the regular engagement, quarterly forums, et cetera, where we do the check-ins with them. Yeah, so those are just some of the things that we wanted to, I guess, to start the conversation. I would say, um, by just sharing some of the practices that we have in the organization. That brings us to the end of this particular episode of the CHRO South Africa podcast. My name is Sungulan Kabinde, and I will catch you on the next one.